0: hello, 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 hello.
1: hello. Hi Jodie,
0: you've got a bit of an echo going on there. Yeah, I do apologise to our listeners. I am in my new house. Uh, So I'm currently in my study, which is mostly boxes. There are all of the boxes and in the Obviously, you can't see this if you're listening. But behind me are three massive cupboards, which are filled with boxes. <laughs> Next to me is a massive pile of boxes. Um But I can't wait. I will keep you updated on my decorating, because my plan for these cupboards behind me is to turn hmm. it into a giant blackboard. Um, so it's going to be epic. So I'll keep yeah, you updated. that sounds good. How <laughs> come you've got so much stuff, Jodie? Because didn't you live with your folks before? I did, but before that, I lived on my own. Ah. So... My parents when I moved in with them, which was at the start of COVID, I we bought a new shed and the shed was just stacked with all of my stuff. Brilliant. Um and then I, I also bought stuff while I live with my yeah. parents. Yeah. Um and yeah, kind of and then I so knew I was buying a house, up. so I've been saving up and saving up. So yeah, mm. I have I have a lot of stuff.
1: Oh, it's all good fun though when it's your own house and you're putting it all where you
0: want it. Yeah, I'm nice. getting there. I'm getting there. Yeah. I have too many books. You'll be proud of me today. Oh
1: god. <laughs> god, there's no such thing as too many books, Jody. That's not okay. Fine,
0: I don't have enough bookshelves. Yeah,
1: that's, <laughs> that's more like it. It's your own time you're wasting, so why not stick the kettle on, put your feet up, and have a cuppa?
0: Ah, bliss. So we're chatting today a bit about the careers that we might have had before teaching because well both me and Marie took some time out after uni and before PGCE and our lovely guest did likewise. Um, Do you want to introduce yourself returning guest Paul?
2: I'd probably rather you introduced me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This
1: is our lovely Paul who was an English teacher and now is part of our team on the Beyond team. And what did you do before teaching
2: Paul? Um, before teaching, it was a bit itinerant for a while and then I finally settled in the music industry. Oh
1: which
0: wow.
2: It's a lot more exciting than it sounds. I had no musical talent, zero musical talent. <laughs> um but I always had an interest in the yeah. industry. And so yeah, that's where I eventually found myself. I'm actually envious because I always wanted to be a journalist like Marie, but I never oh. managed to make it there.
1: Well, yeah, so I Marie... was a very minor journalist. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Even so.
0: It was fun, I have to say. That's all you had to do every yeah. day was write. I mean, my pre-teaching career was kind of similar vein to Paul. So I used to work in theatre as a kind of technical stage hand, mm. stage manager, dresser, you name it. I did it type job um, at Sheffield Theatres. So all three of us had that a little bit... Really good. Oh, it was interesting. Yeah, interesting. Again, it was kind of like, same, same as Paul, like a lifelong dream to do. Yeah, and very So much... go
1: on, Paul, give us some deets about your job in the sure. music industry, because I know you're playing it down, but there were some exciting bits.
2: There were some exciting bits, yeah. I mean, um, to be honest, it was one that I just fell into after traipsing around the um temp agencies in London mm. and just trying to get something, because like others I probably came out of university with an idea of what I wanted to do but um I left education with the the naive belief which I would (laughs) partly blame on the education system itself that good grades and a good attitude were all you needed to get on in life yeah Yeah. and then I came out and got absolutely nowhere with that patience because I didn't have the relevant experience and that put you in the catch 22 of how Mm. do you get experience until Mm. you've got experience yeah yeah and so then yeah finally i ended up at um prs Mm -hmm. which is the performing rights society
0: yeah
2: so uh our main job is it's making sure that people get properly remunerate uh, I can't say re- yeah I can't say- <laughs> get properly paid.
0: Yeah fine. <laughs> like me falling over my words.
2: Yeah, for the uh for when their music is used. So um I'll be honest, it was kind of admin hell. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it sounds more glamorous than it ever was, but from the moment I was in there I was still looking to yeah. move on mm. and do more with my degree.
1: Yeah.
2: Um and yeah, as well as being envious of Marie's career in journalism, <laughs> I also tried to get into your career in the theatre <laughs> as well, J D. Um, yeah. I just wasn't getting anywhere. Um, and eventually there was another job came up at PRS, which was a broadcast licensing consultant, ooh, ooh. which I thought, ooh, this sounds more promising. Mm, and it yeah. kind of... Lent into two areas where I was interested music yeah. and TV and film.
1: Right.
2: And so it was basically um, when music was used in production, I was um, responsible for helping the production company get clearance. Right. It was right. Work necessary. So, okay. um, yeah, I, I account managed companies such as Endemol. Oh yeah, I was with them um, during Big Brother when all house contestants were under instructions (laughs) not to sing because that costs about one hundred and forty pounds per thirty seconds. Are you joking? I never knew
1: that. Even if someone just sings something themselves,
2: if it's under copyright and not public domain, if it was recorded, I never
0: knew that. Is it true that Happy Birthday is under copyright?
2: until until recently yeah patty and mildred hill so i retain (laughs) all this kind of information in my head
0: (laughs) wow so you just have to sing it really really quickly to get it over and done within 29.5 seconds
2: well 29.5 seconds you're paying the 30 second rate so you don't want to go over (laughs) Um... and then you pay double
1: oh that's fascinating i mean So so on this podcast we can't sing a song
2: Best you know. Uh, no. You can sing a song that I invent. Yeah, yeah obviously, yeah. Jody. Yeah, you can make up your own and then register it with PRS, and you can claim royalties on it. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I'll look into that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Paul, have you got any juicy gossip?
2: Um. Gossip's probably stretching it because (laughs) most of my contact with the production companies was just phone calls and advising them. Mm -hmm. I'd occasionally get to go into the offices and have a good look round. Yeah. Um, And sometimes there was even better than that. So um, Gordon Ramsay's production company, when they were piloting a new TV show, invited us on as one of the table guests.
1: Oh, so nice. That was
2: really good because it was a pilot as well and they were still yeah. kind of working out how things ran. It all took a lot longer than it should have done. So they plied us with wine in the meantime. <laughs>
1: nice. <laughs> brilliant. And
2: then we got a good two-course meal to soak mm. it up. Yeah. Um, and in the meantime, Gordon, who I think, was hosting. He wasn't actually cooking. I can't remember which show it was, but he was doing the rounds, talking mm. to the tables. Yeah. Um, if memory serves me correctly he called my manager a tosser
0: <laughs> can we broadcast that <laughs> can we beep that out beep.
2: I'm sure Gordon Ramsay broadcast it or I'm sure he like, did worse yeah. Things. yeah
0: I'm sure he yeah. did
2: I don't even know what the prelude to that was maybe he was getting stressed with the production as well mm-hmm. but, um, yeah yeah, yeah he got my manager's number. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I suppose the other big perk, which came shortly before I moved on to teaching. So I'd already got my PGCE place wrapped up, but I got to go to the 2010 Brit Awards. Oh, wow.
1: um, and
2: that was for nothing, really, because it was... Um, done by an outside company but broadcast mm-hmm. on itv all i needed to do was check through our database and say yep all good which of course they were if going on yeah the towards, yeah they were under the prs umbrella and for that yeah they gave um me and another colleague, tickets to the Brit Awards. Wow. So we were just in with the crowds, wasn't on the table or anything quite that right. fancy. Mm-hmm. But we did have tickets for the after party at Ells Court as well. So oh, wow.
0: That was, oh, right. that was so cool.
2: Again, the main benefit was probably free booze. Um, <laughs> <laughs> huh? All the celebrities go off to their own parties yeah. that are paid for by the publishers and record labels. Um, so, you know, what
0: celebrities were we talking? Who was playing? Who was there? Who
2: played? did you meet? Um, Lady Gaga <gasps> was uh, the one Duh. that stands out.
0: Because she
2: was just, oh, she was wearing, she always wears strange things, doesn't he? But some kind of veil. <laughs> and she was just yeah. quite mesmeric. Mm. I saw her when she mm. came in, went to her table, and was just like, that is one freaky pop star. Yeah, yeah. Brit
0: um, Awards 2010, 2010. I'm going to Google. Other ones,
2: um, Florence and the Machine and Dizzy oh, Rascal no. collaborated. Ooh. That was a good one. Wow. I enjoyed that. Um, I think Sabian might have opened. Oh, nice.
0: Um, I have looked up uh, just out of interest. Lady Gaga's twenty ten Brit Award look, and she's got imagine like a tall kind of Georgian blonde wig with a sort of lace face oh, mask veil, oh, yeah, yeah. and then if you kind of imagine three lampshades that's one what on top she was wearing other, that's the kind of vibe for the dress right, right?
2: i realised this, this is a terrible... for her yeah yeah it's stunning yeah. Um,
0: yeah. yeah yeah absolutely stunning. so why would you leave lady gaga <laughs> and <laughs> everything to be why
2: yeah that's a very good question that i often ask myself now because it was quite a cushy job mm. but um what it wasn't was challenging. But, and God, I think I'm very naive now to, <laughs> to go back and say that I wanted more challenge. Yeah. But the appeal of teaching as well was that it makes a difference. Mm, um, yeah, yeah. And though the job had its perks, I couldn't escape the feeling that if I didn't go into the office and then sit tapping away at my computer for the day, it really wouldn't affect anyone or anything
0: yeah Mm. and I think that is the thing about teaching isn't it is it's such a tough profession obviously we talk about that a lot but you do go into it thinking you can make a real difference Mm. yeah
1: Yeah, and it really means something yeah
0: but then so does like music production and stuff and all those people that kind of work behind the scenes are what, yeah, you know. yeah.
2: the creatives obviously yeah. make the biggest difference and they need the support network behind Absolutely, them. yeah. But it always felt as if it could have been anyone doing that. Mm. Whereas when I entered teaching, I shouldn't have been so naive because my wife was already a teacher. <laughs> and so I, I should have seen what was coming. Um, but at the same yeah. time, when I interviewed for the broadcast consultant role at PRS... Mm. I remember being asked who I most admired and the answer that immediately popped into my head was my wife Vicky because of the job that she did on a day-to-day basis.
1: Oh, don't you cry.
2: (laughs) Knowing some of the children that she dealt with. And so I kind of wanted part of that. Mm, And I I still feel justified in taking that approach to to teaching. And I do think teaching,
0: like... So one of my juniors has just left for university and you get a very similar feeling as you do with teachers. Like, I know I've made a massive impact on her life and I know that she's never going to forget me and I might cry. (laughs) 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 It was her leaving party last night. Um, And like, yeah, you don't get that. I've never had that in any other job. And when I worked in theatre, it was amazing. And like, what we were doing was fantastic and we put on shows that were brilliant and there's a great story of a kid, it was their very first show and they kept referring to it as as a movie. And Aww. the mum was like, No, no, this is a play. Um, and bless her, she was about seven, and she ended up meeting the woman who was playing Sandy and she cried. But like, you know you're making a difference,
2: but you're not changing
0: lives in the same way. mm mm-hmm. mm
2: Yeah. From a more selfish perspective as well, we were looking ahead to having a family. Yeah. And again, the naivety is a recurring theme. Yeah. You thought you we were getting holidays, didn't you, Paul? Yeah, we under the impression <laughs> that that would be a family-friendly career. I mean, yeah. I, sh- I should have known better from all the times I used to go out with friends and colleagues on a Friday night while Vicky was collapsed on the sofa at home. yeah Yeah, you have
0: no excuse you
2: knew this yeah you should have you should have thought of this yeah i I, I was just blinded by Mm -hmm. the holidays and the holidays are good having that chunk of time together as a family is undeniably good it's just the rest of the year you have to worry about
1: what's on your mind let us know your thoughts ideas and anecdotes Drop us a line at beyondmailbag at twinkle.co.uk
0: Did you tell people about your job before teaching, while you were teaching?
2: As in, did I tell the kids? Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's a bit of a boast, isn't it? But the reaction <laughs> yeah, was, was, why would you swap that for us? Yeah, yeah. And then you talk through. Sort of, yeah, this is why I've come into teaching. And they, they do see that and understand mm. that. And I think, they appreciate that as well. I think they do. Yeah,
1: I really do. I think that boosts their self esteem to think that mm. you really wanted to do this. Someone
2: and as well, I think Lady Gaga it, for yeah, 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 yeah. little year nines.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I think um, yeah, kind of it does make you a more rounded person having had you know obviously lots of people do school themselves, university, PGc teaching. And that's great if you're that focused. Yeah. But it's also nice to have people who've been outside the education system and have that mm. mix. Mm. I think it's I th- nice to have a mix.
2: Mm. I think it provides more perspective. And also, I think it puts you in a better position to speak to children about careers. Yeah, absolutely. I've already alluded to the fact that I felt that I went through the education system and nobody prepared me yeah. for the world of work and what's required. mm, mm same Whereas, I felt the same yeah when students spoke to me about their ambitions although I'd obviously say um, qualifications are important mm. I'd also encourage them to look into the industry mm. and see yeah. what they need to do experience wise to get a yeah. hold I always yeah.
0: say qualifications are your backup you know so mm. I I loved working in theatre and I did it for a few years but when I decided it wasn't right for me anymore, I could fall back on my degree and my A-levels and my GCSEs. They give you options, don't they? And also Mm. it gave me loads of transferable skills. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess that's the same for the music industry. Like, What do you think came with you from that job?
1: Um, You'd be good at admin, Paul.
2: (laughs) That's a tough one, actually, yes. It was was a lot of admin. Um, I think, again, my degree was what I fell back on. Um Ooh. when I moved over to teaching because actually what I was doing before didn't require a degree. Right.
1: Yeah. Um
2: I think what it provided though was that <laughs> the whole cliche of the university of life and actually mm. mixing with people from a lot of different backgrounds. Yeah. Because I'd been through school and then to a good university and I'd always mixed with people from very similar backgrounds to myself Mm -hmm. um whereas working in the music and tv industries um there was actually a broad range of people even though it seems an elite industry and for certain parts of it that is the case um i was yeah working with people across the country
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it
2: wasn't just London focused because I had a specific responsibility of looking after Manchester companies as well still metropolitan liberal (laughs) elite I'm sure but (laughs) there are a few Scottish and Cornish ones too (laughs)
1: yeah Thank you very much, Paul, for being our guest today. Yes, yeah, been fascinating listening you. to your stories mm-hmm. <laughs> and your gossip from the showbiz world. How about you, Jodie? What What are your thoughts
0: on doing
1: another job before you go into teaching?
0: I mean, it, it's it's kind of like I said, it's nice to have a mix of mm-hmm. people who have and haven't. Because I, I think, like I think of uh, one of my good friends, Lucy, who from us being kids wanted to be a teacher. Mm. And she did an undergraduate degree that gave her QTS, yeah, and has been a teacher ever since. And ever that's since, absolutely yeah. brilliant for her. That and was her dream. Really focused, thing. yeah. And yeah, I'm so impressed that she can just devote her life to one thing. Whereas mm. I'm on like career number four at this yeah, point, same. yeah. Um, and I'm only in my 30s, so it's mm. kind of. But when you do have that, just talk about it because the kids. So interested and it's nice I of them to so. see. Yeah. And I know that people in my life um that worked in theatre were massive role models to me to be like, well, mm. if they can do it, I can do it. Um yeah. my great Aunt Bobby worked in theatre and it was very much like, she can do it, I can do it. Yeah, um, exactly. But yeah. For me it
1: increased my confidence to do a job elsewhere and then mm. go into teaching. Um, because I was I was twenty-eight when I trained and mm. um twenty years ago, my word. And um, you know, i had done a few different jobs. Journalism being the last one that I did before teaching, mm. and yeah, I just felt like I was, I was confident. I could talk to people. Yeah. I could say what I meant. I could
0: write. Yeah.
1: So yeah, it, I mean, the I job did me good. for me that
0: made me want to be a teacher was working in a call center for pensions, and mm-hmm. people's numerical ability was shocking, absolutely ah, shocking. Couldn't work out percentages and stuff. Yeah. And so that. Was kind of, I guess, oh, my inspiration to go and be really? like, "This is terrible. We can't have this." No, um, because it was just, you know, these people were working with it was a pension with company, numbers, yeah, and they couldn't do the maths oh, with the calculator, you know. So, yeah, 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 it gave me an insight as to what a bad education can lead to. Yeah. These are fully functioning adults, you know.
1: Hmm, of yeah. course, yeah. Mine was just that I wanted to. I was writing features. And they were nice, and they had beautiful pictures, and they were hopefully well written. <laughs> but I didn't feel like I was making any impact on the world, and that's what led me to teaching in the end.
0: Yeah, all good. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, listeners. Um yes, thank you. We'll be back in two weeks with another super exciting podcast. Uh, thank you again to Paul, our lovely guest, and our yes. producer Penny. Yes, and don't forget to Google Lady
1: Gaga Brits 2010 if you want a picture of that lampshade dress.
0: (laughs) See you next time. Don't forget (laughs) to like and subscribe. Bye. Bye.
1: This podcast is proudly produced by Beyond. Please bear in mind the views and opinions expressed are those of individuals and may not represent those of Beyond or Twinkle.